What's up, everyone? Welcome to my channel. It is now time for WWE TLC 2020 post-show review. I'm Denise Salcedo, and holy cow, what a night today in wrestling. I am so excited about, well, maybe not everything that went down on tonight's show, but I overall think that it was a pretty solid show that's giving us plenty to talk about here today. I'm excited to get into this. Personally, I think that tonight's show was a pretty good one. But just before we get started, I do want to let you guys know that we are going to break down each and every single match one by one here today. We're going to go in chronological order. And also, if you are near new to the stream, thank you so much for joining me here today. It's usually a fun and interactive stream. I go ahead and read all of your thoughts. It gets pretty cool up in here. Uh, but first of all, I do want to let you guys know that at any point you want to send in a super chat, you are more than welcome to send one in. They really help me out a lot and you know it's the best way to get your comment or you know question or whatever it is that you want read on the air and kicking us off um jobber jj he says main event ruled you want ratings just kill a monster man both tlc matches was good and completely different rest of it was meh overall solid wwe show i gotta agree i think that this was definitely a solid pay-per-view but what did you all think of it go ahead and send me your overall thoughts and i'm gonna go ahead and start it off with there reading what you guys thought about all of this so uh we have a comment from d train right maker who says Interesting way to end the last pay-per-view pay of the year, huh? Setting someone literally on fire. You know what, D-Train? I didn't see the symbolic meaning in that, but I definitely see it now. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and read some more comments. Uh, this one's from Christopher Strike Leather. He says, I wonder if ratings weren't so bad, would we actually get some fully engulfed would we get someone fully engulfed in flames tonight? I think regardless of the ratings, I think that setting planning to set to set the fiend on fire was definitely always the plan but that's just my opinion uh david padilla says usa network asked for more mature content they burn a man <sighs> i don't know what to say about that <laughs> you know it's like look it was a pretty awesome presentation production wise it was pretty cool but yeah it's not necessarily like mature content where we all are sitting here thinking oh my god the fiend's dead he's really dead uh so i do get you in that sense but overall i still think that the pay-per-view is pretty solid uh Binum says with the exception of the last match, the rest of the show was actually pretty good. You know what, being you, that was actually was what I was going to come on here and I was going to say. I was like, you know what? We had a lot of really solid, great matches on tonight's show. We got to see a re the return of Charlotte Flair. We got to see some title changes and just overall good storytelling in both TLC matches. But yes, the ending to tonight was not necessarily, I think, what the fans are really digging at this point. But at the same time, um, I don't think we were expecting anything different. I think right from the start when we knew that this was going to be a Randy Orton, the Fiend set storyline, we all knew that somehow, some way, this is how it was going to end up. And I wasn't expecting anything differently. When we got the Firefly Inferno match, I thought, okay, it's going to be a cinematic match, which it technically wasn't. So I was a little bit thrown back by that. But I think overall... It met my expectations as in I wasn't expecting anything other than this. Somebody was going to get set on fire and there was only two options. Ryan Tardif says, Kevin Owens Roman was good. The Charlotte return was all right. Most of the rest was somewhere between average and bad. And uh, I'm going to go through the rest of your guys' match, uh, ma matches comments. Anthony Bruno says, 
hey, the best pay-per-view ever because of your tribal chief and head of Friday Night SmackDown and head of the table, Roman Reigns and Jey Uso and the boss, Sasha Banks. And... And let me read some more comments. Guys, send in your comments. I know we're getting a bunch, so I'm trying to see all of them here. All right, you guys are bombarding me with comments. I'm losing track here, but we got a super chat from Chris Ludek who says, told you I'd be here. Thank you so much for coming on here. He says, what a performance by Kevin Owens. I didn't buy him at first as a top baby face till his work tonight that had an Austin versus Brett vibe. You know, I'm pretty surprised by that, Chris, because I think a lot of us uh, saw Kevin Owens as somebody who definitely had a huge babyface potential because he's somebody that I think that the fans genuinely like. And when you get that, like when you have that likability, it's really hard to take that away. So I'm actually pretty surprised that you didn't necessarily buy him yet. But I got to say, like, that match was so incredible. It was so good. And it lived up to the expectations. You know, sometimes you go into these matches and the Kevin Owens, the Kevin Owens, uh, Roman Reigns match and the Drew McIntyre, AJ Styles matches were the two matches that I was most looking forward to. And usually when you're looking forward to a match, those are usually the ones that obviously have higher expectations because you're like, this is the match that I'm looking forward to. And sometimes they don't always meet those expectations. But I have to say that Kevin Owens, Roman Reigns definitely met my expectations and maybe even furthered them um, a lot better. Kashem N says, Carmella versus Sasha was excellent. I think so too. You know what? I think given that this wasn't a feud that was necessarily... It wasn't a bad storyline heading into this. It really wasn't. I loved all the back and forth between Sasha and Carmella that we had on previous weeks on SmackDown. That was perfectly fine. But I think for a match that necessarily wasn't, that wasn't on my top, you know most looking forward to matches. I think that it still held its own and I really enjoyed it. And I said this on Twitter and I'll say this on here. We need more people, more competitors like Carmella for champions like Sasha Banks, because this is something that has been severely lacking with champions like Asuka on Monday Night Raw, who's Raw Women's Champion, but necessarily doesn't have a competitor to face to keep building her up as an actual credible champion. And we need more people like Carmella to help make uh, you know, the women's division a lot stronger. Crazy Cracker PD, PDJ says, where does this leave Alexa Bliss alone in the funhouse? That is a good question, Crazy Cracker PDJ. I have no idea because from the looks of it, the Fiend character is written off after the way the show ended here tonight. So I'm not entirely sure what is going to happen? Because obviously, the, we're not going to be seeing The Fiend for a while now. It's got to be a couple of months till we see The Fiend. But we never actually had a full resolution with Alexa Bliss and The Fiend's character, right? We never really had closure per se so i don't know where this is all gonna go where this is gonna leave alexa bliss is she gonna be you know coming i know she's on vacation i don't know when her vacation ends but when she comes back is she gonna acknowledge the fiend i don't know uh i really really don't know jay ruiz says i had low expectations but it was an okay show expect except for the charlotte part i'm not i'm not a fan of roman are you really not a fan of roman I think Roman has been one of the highlights of what we've been seeing in WWE for, you know, quite some times. Brandon Charles Powell says, my expectations were low for the Firefly Funhouse Inferno match. So what I was actually pleasantly surprised. It probably could it have been worse. I don't know. You guys answer me that question, honestly. And uh, Puma Warrior 13 says, well, Denise, 
My daughter thought it was pretty real. She was covering her face. But you know what? At least somebody did, right? At least somebody did. All right, guys, we're going to go ahead and start going through the show one by one. So send in your thoughts as we go in through into everything chronologically. We will talk about everything more in depth. As a reminder, if I know you guys are sending in a lot of questions. Oh, okay. We actually have a comment, a super chat. Thank you so much to Brandon Charles Powell who sends in a super chat and says, I'm just glad the Miss no longer has the briefcase. Brandon, Brandon, you have no idea no idea for a moment while watching that match when the Miz came out okay so when they announced that that match was going to kick off the show I thought okay great this is a great way to kick it off it's one of the two TLC matches it's going to be a fun opening segment it's going to be lots of action and then everybody started telling me you know what this means right the Miz is going to come in and he's going to cash in and I thought God, please no. This is one of the things that I have definitely not been wanting. I've been saying this on every show. As much as I like The Miz, I don't want to see him as champion and I don't want to see him cash in and take the, the championship from Drew McIntyre. I did not want to see that whatsoever. And then when he did come out, I thought, oh God, this is going to happen just to, sp you know, just my luck. The Miz is going to come in. He's going to become champion. I'm thinking the worst things possible. And I got to say the last few minutes of that match um, of AJ Styles, Drew McIntyre, I was so freaking nervous. Like I seriously thought for a second that for a second, The Miz was going to come out as champion, especially when AJ Styles and Drew were on one ladder and you had The Miz on another ladder. And AJ is like throwing punches. He's swinging the entire ladder. I'm thinking, okay, this ladder is going to fall. These two guys are going to get eliminated. That's going to leave The Miz there to become champion. And I was losing my mind. But thankfully... Thankfully, that did not happen, and we actually ended up having a pretty awesome match. So I guess we'll just go ahead and start it off from there. And um, so the opening match of the night, as I just mentioned, was Drew McIntyre versus AJ Styles in a TLC match. And going into this match, I knew immediately that we were going to be seeing a lot of bumping, a lot of overselling on AJ's part, really making Drew McIntyre look in, like an even larger-than-life star. So this was great. I think we got everything that we wanted out of this match. Uh, AJ Styles, I mean, there was a point where Drew McIntyre chopped AJ Styles and AJ went from inside the ring over the turn post to the outside of the ring and flew like 10 feet. I mean, I'm exaggerating, but I'm just trying to tell you how well we got some serious selling from AJ Styles in this. And I thought, uh, so AJ Styles really focused on the left leg of Drew McIntyre during this match. He put him in a calf crusher, a calf crusher using both the ladder and the chair. So that was a big part of this. You know, the fact that Drew McIntyre was really working this whole match with just one leg. And then, you know, they're going back and forth in this match. We're seeing some pretty great stuff going on. But then we did have Miz come in. And this is a part where I was telling you guys, man, this is going to happen. This is not good. I do not want to see the Miz as champion. This is not going to do well for ratings whatsoever. That's where my brain is going. Uh, but then we saw almost 
BTW almost is the hero. He is the hero of 2020 because he put the Miz through a table. John Morrison then hits almost with a chair. That chair completely snaps, has zero effect on almost. And then Morrison runs out, almost follows him out. And then this turns into a triple threat match with uh, all three guys. And like I said, there was a point where I really thought that the Miz was going to win. And see, I... I didn't care if Drew McIntyre or AJ Styles won. Obviously, I preferred Drew McIntyre to win because I really do think that his run has been great. And I still think that there is so much more that he could do as champion. And even if there are to further along the storyline with him and AJ, I think there is still a lot more that they could do there. So I necessarily wouldn't have minded if AJ Styles became champion, but I still wanted to see Drew as, you know, as the proper champ for the night. So all I didn't want to see was The Miz as champion, though. So I was very nervous, but I got to say that the last few minutes of this match were really, really, really good. So what did you all think about this match? What did you guys think of the incorporation of The Miz cashing in and failing? And also the magic question of the evening for all of you. Please send in my, your thoughts on this. Do you think that the Money in the Bank briefcase is still relevant? Because... The whole Otis Miz thing, probably not the greatest. But let's see what you guys are all saying here. Uh, Colossal Razi says, but what was the point in Miz beating Otis at hell in a cell? I think that they gave Otis the money in the bank match as a funny ha-ha moment. And then after afterwards realized, what the hell did we do? Why on earth did we give Otis this money in the bank uh, briefcase? And I think that they saw the Miz as somebody that would be more respectable than Otis and actually having it. And KJ says, I wish Miz won the damn thing. Just watching the ratings fall into the abyss. Oh, no, 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 no. If the Miz would have won, guys, I would have gone like on a major, major rant on this show i think that i would have been soured the rest of the show no matter how good it would have been i would have been completely soured if the miz would have won okay mike koloski says that poor chair on almost almost is back that chair had kids the chair had kids ladies and gentlemen bubba holmberg says i wanted the miz to win just so that that case meant something again and then loot again tomorrow Oh, hell no. Hells no, Bubba. No. In no position, shape, or way did I see a bright light or any sort of pro with having the Miz win. If you have any, if you have any positive or worthwhile idea that involved the Miz winning, I'm sorry, but I can't agree with that, guys. I really cannot. And again, I like the Miz. I just don't think that he should be in that title picture right now. There's There are too many uh, talented guys out there that are on another level, and that is why I feel this way. Uh, Adam Pearson says, this was a great show. Main event notwithstanding. Yeah, that's definitely what we were talking about at the top of the show, that uh, the main event is really what I think maybe dropped the show a tier. Justin Martin says, Miz couldn't quite pull off the Seth Rollins cashing in the middle of the match to win. There was some serious drama there the last few minutes. I thought the Miz and AJ both had it there. Yeah, I really did. And see, that is part, see, look, part of the reason that this became even better 
I think was that incorporation of the Miz where you're like, dude, like, I don't want the Miz to win. So you got even more excited when you wanted to see either AJ or Drew win this and definitely not the Miz. Uh, Daniel Lucetta says, let's be honest, this year's money in the bank was a bust. Daniel, I completely agree with you 100%. Aaron Kane says, if the Miz won, ratings would be even lower. Alameo, the whole community would go bonkers. Yeah, it's very unfortunate to say, but I do think so. Uh, Owen Cox says, looking back at the Money in the Bank bank Money in the Bank match, do you think you should have? Who who do you think should have won the briefcase back in June, dude? It should have been Alistair Black. Why not Alistair Black? I mean, that guy was on an ultimate, not like on an ultimate high, but he had a lot of potential, and that ball was definitely dropped there. And I feel that the Money in the Bank should go to someone that. You're like, I want to see this picture and I want to see this person in the title picture. How do we get that person there? This is a this is something that can definitely get that person there. Uh, Ray Santiago says, phenomenal match. I always enjoy watching Age work. Surprised by Mrs. Cashin. I'm relieved he failed. Money in the Brain briefcase no longer relevant like it was before. See, and that was something that I posted on Twitter and a lot of people had a lot of things to say about that. A lot, uh, most people thought that it wasn't relevant anymore, but could get that relevancy back simply by putting it on a person that you actually, A, respect, B, can actually see becoming champion. I think that the Money in the Bank briefcase, because it's a, it's a fun concept. I love the Money in the Bank briefcase concept. I really do. But I would like it to be on somebody that you're like, oh my gosh, they're on the precipice of getting to the very top of what can they do to leap forward to that. And it's definitely the money in the bank. So even though a lot of people think like, oh, we got to retire the money in the bank match, like it's done. Nobody cares anymore. I do think that they could revive it. But I know a lot of people had def definitely different opinions um, on, on that regard. Adam Pearson says, yes, the money in the bank is still relevant and a great storytelling me me mechanic. Uh, this year, what with Becky having a baby and Otis Miss simply not being main event caliber, it has just been a bad year for the case. It really should not have, uh, it really should not have gone to Otis. I mean, it was funny for like a second. And then after that, like there were the ha-has were done, guys. The ha-has were completely done. Jay Ruiz says, Denise, sounds like I'm with Charlotte's return. Dude, I am a big Charlotte Flair fan. So if anybody comes out, I'm warning you all now. If anyone's planning on talking smack about Charlotte, I will yell at you. And I don't yell at people very often. <laughs> uh, Stephen Butler says, laughed my ass off at seeing Morrison holding a smash chair in his hands and running from Omos. The Money in the Bank briefcase will make another star next year yeah that was a pretty funny and that's the thing though Miz and Morrison they do have a really good uh comedic dynamic so I am a fan of what they do when they're together just keep them away from the title though different different program please Vijay Mohan says I'm so happy you finally enjoyed a romance Roman match since his return okay that's not what I said I said on Twitter that this was his best match since his return. I wasn't saying I didn't I didn't like all his other matches. I'm just saying that this one was definitely the best one. Um, Owen Cox says, God, pump Aleister Black as champion straight into my veins. As much as we would all like to see that, him built up to this point where he could be seen as a potential champion, it feels like a very far away long shot right now. 
We have a comment from Matthew Makovsky who says, this was a great match. However, I didn't get my dream spot that would have been fantastic. Styles is standing on Omos' shoulders. Drew Claymore's Omos' AJ falls over and lands through a table. I think a lot of us were definitely expecting Omos to essentially become AJ Styles' ladder. I think we were all sort of expecting a spot like that, but I am not. I am not disappointed in what Omos did because he he took out the miss from winning right away. Okay, so we cannot hate on Omos. The man did his job. The man did his job. Michael Connor says Morrison needs to go out on his own. He has so much more to give. Miz is holding him back. Michael, so I have to say that I definitely agree in the sense that Morrison has, he is very, very, very athletic. And the guy can do some crazy stuff with his body. The guy is talented. I don't think that we have seen where he can fully go, where his full potential can go. I think that if he were to come out here and do all of the cool stuff that he does, I think people would really, really, um, I think he would just be better. I don't think The Miz is necessarily holding him back just because I do think they are fun together. But again, like I said, I think there's still so much more that we haven't seen from The Miz. I mean, sorry, from Morrison that I know we could see um, before. Uh, Jay Ruiz says, no, no, no. I'm not a fan of Charlotte's return. The way she returned. So start yelling at me, Denise. <sighs> I'll get into that, guys. I'll start yelling soon. Matt Reichel says, if you talk negatively about Charlotte, Denise turns into the fiend. Yes, if you talk smack about Charlotte, my favorite woman's wrestler, I will cut you all, okay? This is a Charlotte Flair stand channel right here, guys. I really, you know, it took me a long time to really decide who my favorite woman's wrestler was. And I guess I didn't put that much thought into it. And, you know, for the longest time, you know, growing up, my favorite women's wrestlers were China and Lita. And I thought, well, I got to get somebody new, somebody from, from nowadays. And I started thinking, who do I really love? Who do I really? enjoy and the answer was staring me right in the face guys charlotte flair and once i realized it i never went back uh but let's go ahead and continue on guys so overall good stuff with um with drew mcintyre and aj styles happy oh so happy that drew mcintyre is still champion i think i would have cried on the stream if it were the miz all right now i'm just getting too crazy all right let's move on to the next match um Oh, you know what? There was one more thing that I wanted to say. So this year, we saw Drew McIntyre win the Royal Rumble. We saw him become champion by beating Brock Lesnar. And I think I popped harder tonight out of all of those moments just because I really didn't want to see the Miz as champion. I popped harder today for Drew McIntyre winning than I did when he won the Royal Rumble and when he defeated Brock Lesnar. If that doesn't put this into perspective, I do not know what will uh Kalasa Razi says honestly a lot of hate is sent to the Miz but the man tries his hardest in everything he's in and you can't argue with that just look at the Miz in 2016 2018 and this story with Drew he's put in a shift dude I like the Miz I really do like the Miz I think that he's built such a big empire for himself outside the ring but like I said there's levels to this dude there's levels to this and I think that uh having a champion like drew mcintyre is up here and having miz as champion is 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 down here man there's levels all right levels <laughs> um 
Uh, okay, guys, I'm snapping here. Let's move on to match number two of the night. Uh, SmackDown Women's Championship match, Sasha Banks versus Carmella uh, with her sommelier, Reginald, outside on the corner for her. Uh, this match was perfectly fine, guys. Like I said at the top of the show, I truly do think that we need more opponents like this for every woman that's champion, whether it's Sasha Banks, whether it's Asuka. You need to have competitors to really help strengthen whoever is champion and make their reign that much more stronger. And I think that Carmella went in here. She did the job that she was supposed to do. And I was thoroughly impressed by Carmella for this because she went out there and she um, she put on a decent match, guys, with Sasha Banks. They had a fine match. It wasn't, you know, probably wasn't my favorite favorite Sasha Banks match that I've seen probably wasn't the best Sasha Banks match that I've seen but this match was perfectly fine for what it was one of my favorite things and I think the reason why I was fond of Carmella in this match was because she did a lot of things little a lot of little things throughout this match that I that I found impressive one of those things was that she really had you know, aside from the moves, she was really nailing all the facial expressions. You know, she's the heel. She's really, she really knows her character. And you could see the aggression in her during this match. So personally, that was one of the things that Carmella did that won me over. And I liked the way that this match ended. It was perfectly fine. Carmella looks like a good star. Sasha Banks looked like the champion that she is. Uh, good stuff. I also like the use of Reginald throughout this match. I thought it was pretty creative the way that they did use him in this. And overall, it was good stuff. And we definitely need more of this. And we definitely need, need, need more of this specifically on Raw. So what do you, what did you all think of this match? What do you think of the new Carmella? Send in your comments. Also, a friendly reminder, uh, if you guys had any, whoa, we have 223 people on here. Where did you guys come from? Oh, I just noticed that. Guys, hi, I'm Denise. Thank you so much for coming on to my stream. Now you guys are making me nervous. Um, seriously, though, if you guys want to send any super chats at any point throughout this stream, please send them in. You guys help me keep fed and keep me, you know, going. Um, but seriously, what did you guys think of this match? All right, let me start off over with, uh, all right, let's start off with Joseph Boza here. He says, Carmella gave me Tennille Dashwood vibes with her. It's all about me attitude, but more sexier. Um, yeah, Tennille Dashwood, Carmella, yeah, they are doing something sort of similar. Like I said, it's a pretty, it's a character that you've seen. I feel you've seen it been done before. So if you're going to do it, you've got to bring your own flavor to it. And Dennis, she says, loved Carmella and loved the match. Best match of the night. Interesting. Okay. I liked this match. I didn't think it was match of the night, though. I really didn't think it was match of the night. Uh, Dan Solana says, Sasha wins. This is the way. Yes, I really do think that Sasha Banks needs to have the reign that we all think she deserves as champion. And I cannot wait. I really hope that we are heading towards the direction of Sasha Banks and uh, Bianca Belair. Now, I just hope that they really start building Bianca Belair to that point where once we do get to Bianca Belair, Sasha Banks, Banks. I just want to see like something. I want to get the energy that we felt when we were seeing, uh, you know, Becky Lynch and your Ronda Rousey, your, you know, uh, Bailey and Sasha. You know, I want to have that kind of energy with that match when it does happen down the line. And Adam Pearson says, love new Carmella. She's finally got that Enzo and Cass stank off of her. See, and I like the old Carmella too. I thought she was a lot of fun, showed a lot of personality. So, but you know, we always need 
change afterwards. So this is perfectly fine. Uh, Cameron Christie says, Sasha versus Carmella surprised me. Overall, pretty good match. And Mella's new character is pretty good. And she's been doing, I think she's been cutting some pretty fun promos. Again, she knows the character and it shows. John Van Dam says, this was Carmella's best match I've seen her in. John Van Dam, I was going to come out here and I was going to say the exact same thing. So thank you so much for reminding me of this because I completely agree with you. Ray Santiago says, solid match. Carmella was a great challenger to Sasha. I was intrigued by the buildup and this match didn't disappoint. Exactly. I think a lot of people expected this match to be like, oh, it's Carmella. It's going to be a disaster. But it was completely opposite of that. Aaron Kane says, Carmella smashing her new gimmick was a good match and Sasha winning was the right result. I don't think I expected anything differently from Sasha Banks winning. Justin Martin says, this match was very good. It far exceeded my expectations and what I thought Carmella was capable of. Sasha winning was still absolutely the right call. And I'm just going to scroll through the rest of your comments. Uh, Gary P says, the Fiend will be putting on cocoa butter for weeks. That's going to stink. God, guys, that ending, though. We'll get to it, guys. Let's move on. All right, so let's move on to the third match of the night. And I have to be honest, guys, this was the match that I was least looking forward to. It was uh, the Raw Tag Team Champions, the New Day versus the Hurt Business, Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander. Now, even though I said that this was the match that I was least looking forward to, I thought this match was fine. And I was more happier with the actual end results of this match. I love the New Day but the New Day as champions, it's something that we've known. We've known for a long time. We've seen for quite a while. Uh, so I'm happy that now we have new tag team champions in Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander. I especially like it because they're essentially already starting to plant seeds with the fact that Cedric Alexander has built this like big ego of a head and he's starting to, you know, really take the shine, really take the momentum because even the way that they won, he tagged himself in with uh, Shelton Benjamin essentially had his back to him and won the match for the team. And as you can tell, Shelton Benjamin looked a little, he looked a little pissed, a little irritated, like dude stole, stole my spotlight. Like I had this in the bag in the bag. And so I like the fact that Cedric Alexander got this win. And I like the fact that even though we're going to see them as champion again, they're already planting the seeds for, you know, there to be some sort of turbulence within the Hurt business. So how did you guys all feel about this match? Uh, thoughts on the Hurt business now as champions? Let's see what you guys are thinking. Also, for those of you who are new here to this channel, do not forget to subscribe. Also, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo. All right. <laughs> uh, everyone's talking about The Fiend. The Fiend was looking extra crispy tonight. God. You know, I put out a tweet saying, um, what would you wear to a Firefly Inferno match? And Hurricane Helms responded and he put uh, that he would wear marshmallows. I was dying at that. I was dying. All right. Uh, any thoughts on this? Okay, here we go. Oh, okay. Grison Hiss says, I don't like the Hurt business. It took me a while to like the Hurt business. There's some weeks where I liked them, some weeks where I didn't. I went back and forth. But honestly, I really do like what they've been doing, especially now. So I'm shifting, I'm shifting gears. But I can see where you're coming from, Grison, because I think at one point I sort of felt that way, especially when we were getting all of those Apollo Crews matches. 
on raw it just got to the point where like this was so repetitive i was out i was out of here um colossal razi says bloody loved this and shelton got a lot of shine dude you know who shined really fantastically in this match kofi kingston kofi kingston there was a point in this match i didn't even know what he was doing he was moving his body in all these different directions i didn't know what the game plan was i didn't know anything uh joseph boza says I can see the Hurt Business losing the tag titles as a way of turning Cedric face. Just wonder which team will benefit as much as I love the New Day. Please not them. And speaking of this, you know what? Cedric Alexander has, uh, he's improved since going to the Hurt Business. I think from like the moment where he was at, like where he was at before, he was, we all knew he had talent, athletic ability. But in terms of character wise, we weren't necessarily seeing anything out of this world from him so i feel that ever since he's gone to the hurt business he has found this newfound confidence and it's definitely showing d train riot maker says this was one of the matches i was most looking forward to for some reason was actually a decent match i'm tired of the new day honestly oh man how are you tired of the new day I'm not tired of the new day, but I'm sure there are people here who probably are, but I definitely am not there yet. Uh, Christopher Strike Leather says, happy with Cedric finally getting some championship gold. The only bad thing is the only face team on Raw is New Day and Matt, maybe Riddle and Jeff Hardy. Dude, we need more tag teams. That's it. Point blank. We still need more tag teams to really fill up and stack up this tag team division. At the end of the day, we just need more tag teams. Uh, Bubba Holmberg says, I love this match. Right results and gives them, uh, gives the biz some needed shine. Yeah, the her business, some needed shine. Uriel Garcia says, I wonder if MVP will try to go for the WWE Championship. They have most of the gold on the Raw brand. Nah, dude, like I said earlier, there's levels to this, guys. No, 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 no. No, there's levels, guys. There's levels. Like, if you were going to say, like, um, I don't know, Lashley. Okay, Lashley. Sure, why not? But yeah, uh, some some forever says that match was really expected. The Hurt Business deserved it, but both teams did a good job. Congrats to the Hurt Business. Isaac says, "I'm glad they took the titles off New Day. They shouldn't be succeeding after breaking up with Biggie. The next chapter should be a period of soul searching for the group." Oh, I like how you put it there. Soul searching. Irvin's B says New Day rocks. Roman Jennings says Cedric Alexander. He was a 24-7 champion, cruiserweight champion, and tag team champion. Uh, he's definitely getting those ranks up there as we go. And KJ says, still a firm believer in that Biggie should be returning to the Chalk 5 accounts uh, gimmick and kill Kofi Woods. We need a Biggie. We need Biggie Langston. Ah. <sighs> We are going to get a fun match on SmackDown, though. He and Sami Zayn. So that should be pretty fun. All right, guys. Let's move on to the next match here. Uh, so after the tag team match, uh, ooh, let's talk about this one. Because this is the one where we had that Charlotte Flair return. Reminder, you talk smack on Charlotte Flair here. I will end you. Uh, match number four of the night was uh, the WWE Tag Team Champions, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler, defending their titles against Asuka and her mystery partner, which wasn't so mystery because we all knew that it was going to be Charlotte Flair. And yes, lo and behold, it was Charlotte Flair. Woo. Uh, so I personally, as I've said on here, Charlotte Flair is my favorite woman's wrestler. So I was very, very happy to see her back. And I don't get why people hate Charlotte Flair. I'll start off by saying that the woman is incredibly talented. She worked hard AF 
And you cannot deny that. You cannot come on here and tell me that Charlotte doesn't work hard because that woman does. And she has everything that is needed in a WWE superstar. Again, great promos, great wrestling skills, um, in-ring in performer. And she's also fantastic when it comes to like media events. This woman is the whole package. So do not come at me with this whole Charlotte Flair is overrated situation because I do not feel that way whatsoever. Also, I do want to say that her coming back has immediately spiced up the women's division on Raw, guys. The Raw women's division has been lacking a lot. Unfortunately, Asuka hasn't been booked as a great champion, which is very unfortunate because we know that Asuka has all the potential in the world to be a bloody fantastic champion. But she doesn't have challengers to necessarily keep her rising, which is one of the things that I've been saying nonstop. And then she was thrown into this tag team title picture with which, you know, for a while really didn't make sense because the focus was all on Lana and great for Lana. But at the same time, Asuka is still your Raw Women's Champion. But now with Charlotte, you know, we can definitely see them doing something there. So I'm very excited about this. Uh, I'm glad that Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler are no longer champions. No longer champions, guys. I was done with this Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler situation. Done. D-O-N-E, done, guys. Over it, completely done. I can't even, I can't say done enough. I was done. <laughs> the match itself was um, fine. I thought that this match really, really kicked it up high gear once Charlotte went in there. Once Charlotte went in there, guys, is she brought the batteries, man. It was just non-stop action once she got into that ring. And I'm happy to see that, you know, they're champions now and excited to see what they're going to do with those belts. And I really hope we do get to see um, a lot of good matches until we eventually get that, you know, singles title picture. But how did you guys all feel about the return of Charlotte Flair? How did you feel about them, Asuka and Charlotte, becoming champions, etc.? All of that. I am starting to see tons of comments. BTW, a friendly reminder. Uh, if you have a comment that you're like, I'm dying for Denise to read on the air, send in a super chat because I am getting plenty of comments. So I don't get to see all of them. I try, but here we go. And Joey Suba says, Charlotte didn't miss a beat. She looked fast motivated and really elevated everyone around her i assumed the long game is charlotte oscar at mania and i'd be fine with that uh dude yeah she didn't miss a beat and that's what i'm saying guys like i think the theme of this podcast today is levels because charlotte flair man she is just she's on another one guys she's really is on another one and okay, since we have okay, we have a comment from Michael Connor says, please don't have Charla and Asuka go to the Sasha Bailey, go the Sasha Bailey route. Oh, I see. It kind of feels like they might be heading that direction, though, Michael Connor. But that's just my uh, thought here. Irvin's B says, I was just shocked when she returned and Asuka and her won the titles. I didn't expect all of that and stop hating on Charlotte. You know what? Once I knew that it was going to be Charlotte and we've known this for a while, that was the big rumor going around the town that Charlotte was going to be Asuka's mystery partner. I knew that if it was Charlotte Flair, that they were definitely going to become champions without a doubt. I knew that going into it. And <laughs> Danny Spears says she turned the lights on. As you said, homegirl brought the battery pack, guys. She like she came in and like electrocuted that roster and said, wake up, guys. Wake up. Uh, ONC says, this match depressed me. 
Asuka being worked over by both members. Also, no emphasis on the fact that she's women's freaking champion. She's an afterthought at this point. Bro, she's been an afterthought, which is very, very... It's upsetting, and I've been saying this over and over. I sound like a broken record at this point. It sucks that a lot of us were like, dude, like... And here's the thing, is that Asuka, for the top of the year, if you go back and you think about SummerSlam, you think about Clash of Champions, like this woman, she was pulling double duty, guys. She was wrestling, she wrestled twice on both of those pay-per-views, back to back. So that's what it sucks, that you know that Asuka could be this type of champion, this level of champion, but unfortunately, like I said, she there hasn't been much to keep her afloat there, which is very unfortunate, but what can you do? What can you do? Joseph Boza says, Lana was put through nine tables. If you guys saw her tweet, she is heartbroken that she can't be at TLC yet. Charlotte Flair and WWE Women's Champion Asuka are the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions. Kevin M says, sorry, Denise, I'm bored by Charlotte already. She's talented, sure, but she has done far more harm than good this year. Shayna should have won the Rumble and Rhea should have beaten her at WrestleMania. <sighs> I get it. Look, I get it. People weren't excited to have Charlotte Flair win the Rumble. I get all that. But Shayna, where is Shayna now, dude? Like, unfortunately, it's gone downhill for Shayna as well. She was supposed to. She even, I think she even told Asuka that she was going to go for her belt. She never did. They never had her do that. Then she got put in this tag team with with Nia Jax that nobody, you know, we just accepted it. But I don't think anybody became like major fans of it unless I'm wrong. Um, but I get what you mean. But at the same time, right now, I just think that Charlotte is the best thing. That's it. That's it. Kishaman says people don't like Nia because it's her job not to be liked. And she does a good job of it. Oh, I'm not even going to touch that one right now, guys. I'm not even going to touch that. I'm not going to touch that subject. <laughs> um, Aaron Cave says, we don't hate Charlotte Flair. She's great in the ring. I just hate the way she has booked WWE. Keep booking her the same as a diamond, and she always wins. Have you seen her wrestle? Why shouldn't she win? Why shouldn't Charlotte Flair win if she wrestles like that? Excuse me. Who else? Who else should be in that spot? Give me names. Who else is at the level of Charlotte Flair? Give me names. <laughs> um okay god you guys all want to see me snap right is that what's going on here you guys are all trolling me <laughs> all right uh i'm gonna go through the rest of your comments i had a super chat oh here we go chris ludek thank you so much for sending in a super chat uh chris says did you see mvp won the world's jiu-jitsu attorney yesterday purple belt and got promoted to brown belt i hoped to do the same next year. I did not see that, but uh, thank you so much for sharing this and for sending in this super chat. Uh, Justin Martin says, of course, Asuka and Charlotte were going to win. Completing the career Grand Slam was one of the few accolades Charlotte hadn't gotten yet. Mm -hmm. And uh, Michael Connor says, I really wanted to see Io Shirai, but Charlotte was great. Yeah, it was an ex I mean, I see Io Shirai. Io Shirai thinks she's, she still has got leg as champion on NXT. She still has she still has leg there. And, oh, this one's funny. John Van Dam says, Mia Yim definitely should be better. Chaos Instant says, who else? Look at Rhea Ripley, every female on the NXT roster. Yeah, but they're not on the main roster yet, though. They're not there. I'm not talking about the people who aren't there yet, though. They should be there. Rhea Ripley, Charlotte was fantastic. 
Oh, I love Rare Ripley too. Don't even get me started on that. Rare Ripley was awesome. Uh, yes, there is other people that could come on, but they're not on the main roster. I'm talking main roster, guys, when I say who else. And I do think that Charlotte Flair could use could be used to elevate, uh, to help elevate people like Rhea Ripley and you know other people. Like if she's put in a match with these girls, you know it's going to be good stuff. At the end of the day, she's going to bring out a good match. And um, okay. Christian Seleski says, how many of the NXT stars have gotten called up to the main roster and their careers have stagnated, hence why they went back to NXT? Yeah, it's unfortunate. And, you know, one of those people that we're seeing a perfect example of is Keith Lee. That's one of those examples of what we're getting, uh, which is unfortunate, too. But again, what can you do? And I'm scrolling through the rest of the comments here, guys. If I missed your comment, if you have anything that you wanted me to read, please go ahead and send it in as I'm going through the rest of them. And I'm trying to get to as many people as possible. All right. So let's go ahead and move on to the next match, guys. All right. So after, after this match, we had... Uh, oh, oh, here we go, guys. Here we go. Match of the night, in my opinion. Right here, Universal Champion Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens in a TLC match. And as I said before, this was definitely my favorite Roman Reigns match in his return. The match that I knew Kevin Owens could had could have. And personally, I think just overall the best thing. So here we go. Uh, right from the start, I loved the way that this match started off. The fact that they didn't wait till the bell rung and both guys were in there. Roman Reigns got attacked by Kevin Owens right from the top as he was uh, looking up at the belt and, and Kevin Owens just came out of nowhere and attacked him. I mean, literally within like 30 seconds of this match, we were already having Kevin Owens on the outside of the ring doing a frog, frog splash and it was just very impactful. Immediately, we also saw Jay Uso come into this picture but Kevin Owens was very well prepared for that and it made sense I loved the way that Kevin Owens was booked in this match because that is exactly how you should book a baby face like he came out and he was ready to go he was hot all of this stuff and I think the reason why I personally really enjoyed this match is because we got things from both people that I wanted so from Roman Reigns I wanted to see this evil heel that didn't give a damn he was willing to do it all anything he was willing to go the miles just to you know end kevin owens he was violent i loved that he was savage i loved that and then on the other end you have kevin owens who has like this no die no quit attitude and he brings such a different momentum every single time that he is in the ring so seriously I love the fact that both guys brought uh, both guys brought this type of level. Great heel work, great baby face work, clashing together in this match. And I think that's definitely what made this match really fantastic. Uh, we saw some great moments in here. Um, I mean, they did so much, but some of the cool moments was when Roman speared Kevin Owens right through that table. That table, man, it just cut in half like a sandwich. We saw Roman Reigns get rammed in through the barricade. That was another cool spot. I mean, they really did so much throughout this match. And the last couple of moments so i knew for a fact that roman reigns was gonna win obviously right we knew roman was gonna win because you know he's he, he's he's the guy right now he's your tribal chief per se and so i knew he was gonna win 
But there was a point in this match where I was like, man, I kind of really want to see Kevin Owens take this one. I really want to see him become champion. And that is the thing that I think even got me more invested in this match where I was like, what if, what if we're like sitting there, the big words in bold, what if? Kevin Owens wins tonight. And I think that that's one of the things that really got me excited throughout this match. So good stuff from both guys. Match of the night. This is definitely going to go down as a classic TLC match. So what did you all think of this match here? I'm going to go ahead and start reading your guys' comments. Let's do this. All right. Um. Okay. I'm going to start here. Where do I start? Okay. David Compton says, Reigns is so good. He is even elevating Paul Heyman. <laughs> Dude, did you see Paul Heyman's facial expressions on the outside of the ring? It doesn't matter. Like anytime, any facial expression at any point from Paul Heyman really makes me laugh. Um, okay. Bubba Holmberg says, Roman's best match ever. Kevin did his thing as always. Just wanted Daniel to come down and even out uh, Uso and set up the Rumble match of Brian versus Roman. And I get it. Like, someone could have definitely came out to help Kevin Owens. But it kind of, for me, worked even better that he was essentially facing all the odds against him. Like, he wasn't just fighting one man. No, he was essentially fighting two. Cameron Christie says Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens went to war and this is probably the best match of the Tribal Chief run and KO looked like a legitimate threat on Friday, but Roman wins. He really did look like a legitimate threat. I think he looked like a threat a few weeks you know, leading into this match and in this actual match. Felicia 247G says, this match was a highlight of the night and Roman Reigns is the best heel in a while and Kevin is great in this match. And um, we have a comment from Matthew McCoskey says, I love having my opinions and my opinion is Roman versus Owens is not only match of the night, match of the year, better than Roman versus Drew. I don't care what anyone says five stars see i like this i feel like when someone feels very strongly about a match like it shouldn't matter like what other people say like if it made you pop the hell out of your couch or your chair or wherever you were sitting if it really got a rise out of you i call that a win because personally for me like whenever a match could get me really excited like I get so happy because i love the feeling of just getting excited for a match of like really getting invested because sometimes, you know, I go into these matches and I'm watching with like a, you know, a different mindset. I'm watching this more as like, oh, you know, I'm critiquing the show. I got to talk about it. I got to really, you know, decipher the show, et cetera, et cetera. But then, you know, your brain, your other side of your head is like, oh, like you're still a fan, obviously. So I love having the part where my everything that I know could be swept away and, you know, my fan instincts just come in and take over. And that's when I really enjoy a match when you can get me out of the element of just reviewing this match. If you can get me out of that element and into that fan element for me, that's what gets me really excited. Kalasa Rossi says, I've not been emotionally invested in something in a while. I really, really wanted Kevin Owens to win and kept getting mad when Jay was getting involved. Damn, everyone in this match kicked ass. Uh, dude, oh, I got some things to say about uh, Jay Uso as well. I really feel that 
I really feel that since the storyline with Roman Reigns, that he has really proved to be a badass on his own. And he doesn't necessarily have to be the, you know, I'm trying to think of the word here. He doesn't have to be the guy doing all the legwork, essentially being the bottom of the barrel here with Roman Reigns. I think that eventually he could come out and be his own and be seen as a singles competitor. And obviously he's always going to be tied to Jimmy. He's always going to be part of the Usos, etc. But I would really like to see Jey Uso become his own competitor, become his own person and see him kick ass like you know roman always doesn't need to have him there he doesn't need to feel like he doesn't always have to have him there is what i'm saying down the line i would like to see jay uso go about and do his own thing especially based on what we've been seeing aaron came says ko and roman absolutely killed it definitely had a paul Heyman influence absolutely amazing match i love them many promos in between with ko saying you have to kill me if you want to win and we got a super chat we got a super chat here let me read it uh this one is from Isaac, thank you so much, Isaac, for sending in a super chat. You are keeping me fed, my man. He says, I don't mind paying money to tell you you're wrong about Charlotte Flair. Keep up the great work here. You know what, Isaac? This is the thing about me. Here's here's the thing that I, uh, how do I say this? People can come on here and have different opinions from me. I don't care. You can come on here and you can say what, like you can have a different opinion because that is what a democracy is. We all have different opinions and different thoughts. And I like that. So even if you if you paid your money to tell me that I'm wrong, I will take that. OK, at the end of the day, it's wrestling. We're all fans. I don't care if people are like blah, blah, blah. Dude, everybody's allowed their own opinion. But uh, thank you so much, Isaac, for sending in uh, the super chat. I really appreciate it. If any other Charlotte Flair haters want to send super chats, go right ahead. I welcome it, guys. I sell out for the money. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. Sorry, guys. I'm having. Okay. Uh, we got another super chat. This one is from Young Trev World. Thank you so much for sending in a super chat. He goes, why are you yelling? Dude, I'm like super loud. I don't know how else to tell you guys this. Like, I'm a loud person. That's just how I am. Um, I think I just have too much energy, but uh, I hope you don't mind. Lower your volume so that I don't blow your eardrums out. Don't worry. It's something that I get a lot from people. But Young Trev, thank you so much for sending in. Young Tev World, thank you so much for sending in a super chat. All right, guys, let's continue on. <laughs> Ch uh Chaos Insane it says Kevin Owens needs some freaking friends. Yeah, I get it. Look, I get it. But like I said, I think it kind of put him over even more. The fact that he was essentially going up against two men here. Uh, Justin Martin says great match full of some serious drama. How many times did Owens have his hands on the belt? Dude, a couple of times. And I'm telling you, I really thought that we were going to get a win from him. And okay, any other closing thoughts, guys, on this match? Uh, Jay Ruiz says, I still want to see Roman join with members of his families and become a Samoan wrecking crew faction. Maybe that will make me a fan of Roman. Yeah, I feel like, some, you know what? Let's just be, this is my thing too, is that I think that sometimes people worry that just because someone or a large group of people are a fan of somebody that you have to be a fan of that person 
Not necessarily. There has been several moments where people have been, you know, totally pro something and I haven't been pro it or totally against somebody. And I'm like, I'm not against this person. Like, you don't got to think the way everybody else does. Kevin M says, Reigns Owens was match of the night. It was a foregone conclusion that Roman was going to win, but Owens looked good in defeat. They're risking Reigns looking weak by needing help once again, though. Yeah, that's why I said the whole thing about Jey Uso. Roman doesn't always have to have him there because you don't want to essentially have him look like a weak champion. Right now, it's still working across as like, you know, a heel thing to have to have somebody there, you know, backing you up, having someone there to do your dirty work. So I think right now it's still working, but it is getting to that point where you could think also like, hey, Roman shouldn't have somebody always trying to fight his battles for him. Matthew McCoskey says, my reaction to Romans versus Owens would have woken up to the neighbors if I could yell out of excitement, love being able to react. Yeah, seriously. Uh, okay, guys. And let's go ahead. We have a comment from, I'll read this one as well, from Dave Padilla, who says, I think Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens are at their peak and just want to see them facing against each other with these characters. Dude, I love Sami Zayn. I don't think Sami Zayn has gotten to the point where I think he can be. Like, I seriously think that Sami Zayn, like, so much, ah, oh, so much good shit with Sami Zayn. All right, guys, let's move on to, um, we are moving on to the main event. It is now time for us to talk about the Firefly Inferno match between The Fiends versus Randy Orton. So I will start off by saying that, uh, <laughs> that I thought this was going to be a cinematic match. I really did think this was going to be a cinematic match. I wasn't expecting it to be uh, to start off the way that it essentially did. And aside from the goofiness, the goofy aspect of this match, obviously, I like like the production. That's one thing that WWE always does wonderfully is the production. It looks pretty cool. But again, this was something that I think the fans, um, if you're after a certain age limit, you might not be really interested in these types of storylines. Um, and so this basically what happens. They have, you know, this whole setup around the ring with, you know, they kind of look like nets. But I don't think they were nets because obviously they had like flames coming out of them, which pretty looks cool. I could only imagine that it felt like a million degrees inside the Thunderdome, though. Uh, but essentially it had the flames set up all around the ring. It did look pretty cool. Uh, they had a moment where the Fiend, uh, my favorite thing about this was that the Fiend was always lighting something up on fire to try to get it at Randy Orton. So I think at one point he did like the belt. He lit the belt on fire and tried to get it at Randy Orton. So we had a lot of moments like this where the Fiend was obviously trying to set Randy Orton on fire in many different ways, but just was unable to succeed. So we kept seeing that throughout this match. But in the end, the way that the, way that the Fiend was set on fire was a little bit underwhelming for me because it wasn't like this big moment. It was like, they were both by the barricade and Randy Orton was like, they were pushing each other. And eventually he does push the fiend in the fiend gets set on fire. He starts, you know, burning up. Then somehow they end up back in the ring. And then afterwards, you know, Randy Orton hits him with the RKO and that ends up putting out the fiend. He's no longer on fire. But then afterwards, Randy Orton decides, hey, I'm going to kill this guy and I'm just going to put a gasoline all over him and set him on fire. Bam. He sets him on fire. The one thing that was pretty silly, though, was commentary. Commentary was saying like, oh, my God, like, don't do this. You shouldn't do this. Someone needs to stop this. Someone needs to stop this, bro. 
you can stop this. Come out and stop this. I thought that was a little silly, but what can you do? This is something that we've seen plenty of times over, but the fiend gets set on fire and that is how this show ended. So from the looks of it, the fiend is being written off for a while. I don't know how long. We didn't see Alexa Bliss in this whatsoever. I really thought we were going to see Alexa Bliss. We didn't. So I don't know where this all ends or where this all goes. But uh, let's see what we're but let's see what we're seeing here. Uh, Dennis Shannon says, "Why it's getting set on fire? What the fuck was that, Denise? What the fuck was that? That J Jr. voice, by the way. When I'm at work, you're the only YouTuber louder than the chainsaw. Really do love you, <laughs> guys. I'm so sorry. I get a lot of people telling me they don't like my voice or they don't like how loud I am. I don't know how to tell you guys this, but I have a lot of enthusiasm and a lot of energy, and I can't control it." I can't control it. Um, but seriously, though, Dennis, thank you so much for coming on to this stream. What did you all think about this? Uh, what did you guys all think about this going on? All right. Uh, here we go. John Van Dam repeats a joke, but I got to read it again. He says, Fiend was looking extra crispy tonight. Yeah. It, it, it did kind of look cool, though, when he was just there, all burnt. Can't wait to see some close-up pictures on that. And... John Van Dam also wants to know, was that PG? They burned the fiend alive and nobody tried to save him. Not commentary, not a wrestler, not a goddamn cameraman, not the janitor, not the ticket taker. Well, wait, there's no tickets. My bad. There's nobody. Nobody tried to save the poor man. Uh, Sushant Tandon says, Bray Wyatt tweeted minutes after the pay-per-view got over. Shut up, did he? <laughs> I didn't see that. Oh, God. Cameron Christie says, to be honest, WTF was this, this match. And where was Bliss? This was goofy. And what was that ending of the match? Guys, like 10-year-old me would have loved this. I'm 28 years old now. I don't think I have the same opinions as I did when I was 10 years old. <sighs> Anthony Bruno says, hey, people are just mad because my sister Charlotte made all the doubters doubt and she came become uh, she became a women's tag team champion and Charlotte Flair in North Carolina State beat Miami 78-54. And then, uh, all right, I'm scrolling through the rest of the comments here. Okay, Justin March says, uh, I don't care how many different times Randy said the fiend on fire reigns versus Owens should have, should have main evented the show. I completely agree with you, Justin Martin. Reigns versus Owens should have definitely uh main evented this show michael connor says fiend versus orton not over this is the only way a horror movie ends b e m says orton was disguised as a janitor yeah he was a couple of weeks back and then bubba holmberg says he tweeted a cocoon i believe so he's gonna be reborn again is that what this cocoon means you're reborn again uh john elite says denise i love this match Dude, if it did it for you, congrats, man. Congrats. Cameron Christie says, Denise, same. I'm in my teens still. Wait, so that's, does that mean you liked it or you didn't like it? I don't know. Uh, Some Some Forever says, I wanted to see Alexa distracting Randy, but what the fuck was the fire? Fiend was like a marshmallow. Randy was happy with himself. Uh, Felicia 24-7G says, from what I heard, Alexa Bliss is taking a vacation. She is. It's a long vacation. Much needed, though. But what's going to happen if the Fiend is written off for a while? What's going to happen with the whole Alexa Bliss Fiend situation? I don't know. Patrick Delapena says, I'm honestly glad to not have to wait in uh, Fiend matches for a little. Oh, oh, OK. To not have to watch Fiend matches for a little while. I'm always a gimmick. It's always a gimmick and it's never really the best match. Yeah. 
I yeah, I can see that. Uh, Cameron Christie says I didn't like it. Yeah, I don't. I've so far only had one person on here that I've seen like the match with the Fiend and Randy Orton. Again, the production was cool. It was awesome, but I just don't think that this was something that the masses or the masses that I know of were really fond of. But guys, there you go. That was our show here today. Oh, so Sean send the tweet over my direction. Oh, I can't click on this. All right, I will probably just look at it afterwards. Okay, I will look at Brace tweet after this stream. But guys, that is our stream. Feel free to send in any last and final thoughts over my direction. Uh, before I do go, I just want to remind you guys all, if you haven't yet, follow me on Twitter and Instagram. Guys, I'm almost at 13K. I'm almost there. That was legit. No lie. My goal for 2020 was to end the year with 13,000 followers. And I'm like 8, 850-ish. 850 something away from hitting 13k so even like if i'm too loud for you i promise come follow me on twitter and, and twitter at underscore denise salcedo instagram at underscore denise salcedo subscribe to this channel i have recent interviews with renee paquette if you haven't watched my interview with renee watch it i have an interview with shotzi i mean i have over a hundred interviews on here with different talent ranging from different promotions check them out also if you haven't already this wednesday Wednesday on the F4W online YouTube channel, I will be on reviewing AEW and NXT like I normally do. Like I do this show, I do that show exactly the same except talking about AEW and NXT. So check out that show. Go to F4W online, their YouTube channel. Hit that subscribe button or if you follow me on like any social media, you will see me promote it there. Uh, but that's pretty much that, guys. Fat Laces Picola says, Feliz Navidad, Denise. Yeah, Ray Santiago says, hope you reach it. I believe you can. BM says, happy holidays. D-Train says, Denise is awesome. Support her on the DWO. Been loyal followers for years. Thank you so much. Um, Oh, Bubba, thank you. He says, her lightning rounds are fun. Yes, guys, check out the lightning rounds. I have a superstar lightning rounds um, playlist on my YouTube channel with people like Drew McIntyre, Melina, Mickey James. So many people go there. Check it out. Samsung says, Denise, you should be a full-time WWE channel. Guys, I don't know. Things are complicated. We'll get there <laughs> eventually down the line. Aaron Kim says, four out of five show. BTW, your voice is annoying, and I love the interview with Renee. Thank you so much, Aaron. Don't worry. It's okay. I'm used to those comments, guys. Don't worry about that. Um, but seriously, thank you so much. Uh, thank you for watching the show, guys. Please give it a like. Hit me up on Twitter. I'll read your comments, your tweets right now. Love you all. Thank you so much for joining my show as always. And I will see you guys later. Have really awesome, happy holidays. And I'll see you on a million other podcasts later this week. Bye, guys. Take care. Have an awesome night. Bye, everyone. Bye. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, please don't forget to leave me a super nice review and a five-star rating. Plus, make sure to follow me on Instagram and Twitter at underscore Denise Salcedo for funny wrestling commentary, guest updates, silly live stuff, and more.